Hi, I'm Paul Patrick, and I one time stood in the hallway heading to the Pope's private apartment inside the Vatican. Interesting. Hi, I'm Van Kelly, and I hate sunlight. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to our show, Every Day I'm Different, a podcast celebrating the ironies of our lives. Each episode, me, Van Kelly, and my co-host, Paul Patrick, will give you an insight into our lives through personal stories on a variety of topics. Paul, how are you doing today, man? Good, thanks. Yeah? General general feeling. How are you doing today? Are you... I'm are tired. You, I'm a little okay. achy. Irritated? Are you tired and irritated? irritated. Cranky like a baby? Just kind of a little bit worn out. I, okay. I think I've got some weird, uh, possibly chicken poxy thing going on. It I sounds wanna, like cancer. It does. Okay. I mean, that's what I usually assume. <laughs> that's the first place your mind goes you every know, time? You know, I shaved my head, and so one day at work, uh, years and years ago, I announced, uh, hey, kids, i got to be out tomorrow. i got to go to this doctor's appointment. And one jackass, would you have cancer? It's like, <laughs> no, I don't have cancer. And, yeah, the doctor's appointment was to tell me I had cancer. Really? So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So he, he jinxed me, you and should, I automatically failed him. You should go and get that that student and make them follow you around and be like, Dave, are you going to get laid tonight? That's right. And then you would probably get laid. <laughs> but I think you've stumbled onto an actual good idea. You know, uh, uh, clearly in, in these days, there are certain indicators or for types of people who get cancer. You know, if you are a heavy sunbather or if you're a smoker like myself, uh, sure. maybe we should just shave our heads when we're like 30 to, you know, go under the radar later in life when we get cancer. We so can the, just slide. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I thought you were trying to hide from cancer. No, 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 like, no. Like, oh, no. he's already got cancer. I guess we can't I attack fu- him. I, I read the reports. I fully expect to get cancer. What okay. I'm saying is maybe I should see, shave my head now so I can avoid those first couple of awkward conversations and break it how I want to, you know? I mean, I love it. Okay. I have not gone to a, a haircut appointment in 15 years. Uh, it's great. It's so easy upkeep. It's I don't comb it. I don't give a shit. Barbers and haircuttery places are one of the most bizarre places. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that as a, as a stoner who will usually get high before I go and then just sit there staring at myself, uh, you know, while they, they mess with your hair. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. I wish I could get away from it, but, you know, got to play to your strengths. My hair's a strength, so I got to go. Got to take care of it. You never know. You yeah. Know. Uh, uh, Paul, I am feeling great today. Oh, if good. listeners can tell by the pep in my voice, I had some AC trouble in my apartment this week. Uh, spent a night and a day in just swamp-ass, sweltering heat. And now uh, I'm good to go. So it's put me in a good mood. I got a little time in a swimming pool today. I feel good. So let's get to our topics. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first Why don't today? I'm going to take it first. All right. Paul, I want to talk about video games. Okay. And this can be all video games. I'm talking from, from solitaire on your computer, which I do still play occasionally. Starting with Pong, just everything forward from Pong. Everything. It was Pong, the original was Pong yeah, A was number one. one. Yeah. Really? Yeah. There were no like Ben Franklin light up hockey games or anything that would be considered a video, video game. Is, yeah. So but video game does not mean electricity. It means displayed on a I, screen. I think so. Displayed think on so. a video screen. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't think a foosball table counts. 
There's no electricity on a foosball table. Oh, excuse me, a air hockey table. That's what I was thinking. Okay, so yeah, yeah, I would say that even though that is essentially pong. Sure, it's funny you picked air hockey. That is essentially That's pong. why it was the first. Right. So uh, why don't you start because Dave or Paul? I don't know what my name is either. <laughs> Paul, I don't know your stance on. Uh, video games. Okay. You know, we, I never talk about them at work. You never talk about them at work. So no. I don't know. Tell me. Tell the, tell the listeners. I might say I'm kind of a closeted fan. I, I love video games sometimes. Okay. But what's the last game I played? Um, I was playing. Can I stop you there? Can I ask a question? Sure. Yeah. In today's day and age. Yeah. This is not like Montgomery in 1940. Why are you not coming out of the closet about your video game hood? Well, it's more that my console is in the closet gathering dust. I don't bring it out very often. Literally in the closet. Right, exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. You know, I... And for our listeners, what system are you talking about? Oh, I have owned most systems. Like, I'll break it down. You want me to break down all the systems I've owned? Please, do it right now. I had an... uh, You didn't have a Dreamcatcher. Dream Snatcher? I didn't have a Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher? Dream Snatcher? No, you just fucked me up. It was called a Dream Weaver. <laughs> I don't even know. I had it I in can't my head, and yeah. then you met. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sorry. Start from the beginning. I had Don't an Atari it. when okay. I was you know, crazy young. And was that, that the like first one? Drive. Uh, it wasn't again, the first Atari, but it actually okay. had a disk drive and had all these pirated games. Oh, there were different crazy. Ataris? Yeah. I yeah. did not know that. Okay. Go uh, on. Had the NES, had the Super NES. Mm hmm. Uh, never had uh, the uh, Nintendo 64. Okay. But I had a GameCube. I had a Wii. Had a PlayStation 1. Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Yeah. yeah never had one of those. Okay. Because it was, it was done and gone so quick, you know? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had PlayStation 1, 2, 3. Currently have a 4. Wow. Uh, had an Xbox yeah. and an Xbox 360. Okay. But what's the last time I played my PlayStation 4? It's been months yeah. at this point. Months. And, and as I learned this, I hope the, the listeners are, are following along with you and me, Paul, because I am learning, as I hope they are, clearly you come from money. <laughs> you know, I remember one time I was like, talking to people it, about It may the, seem strange. Sorry to cut you off. It may seem strange <laughs> nowadays for some people, like if there are any young people out there listening, because uh, like you see people on food stamps with video game systems. Sure. But when we were growing up, like I remember... We had to waste like maybe over half of our entire Christmas presents on one system. And I don't even think we could afford the first system that my mother, I think, won an NES uh, from like a, a sales competition at work or something. I'm in the same boat. Oh, okay. Uh, the Nintendo and the Super Nintendo, those were, and the Atari, those were family consoles. Okay. Big, big Christmas gifts for everybody. And now, did your family, family play them? Because my family, yeah. they did. My, well, my siblings did. Okay. And my mom even played Miss Pac-Man. Okay. But, uh, Not Mr. Pac-Man. No. Oh. But the okay. later systems, uh, A, I'm 40, so I've got a little bit of disposable cash. Okay. And then B, I was heavily in credit card debt in my 20s. So gotcha. that will explain how I could uh, foolishly own those things. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So um, going back to the amount you play. Yeah. Um, w- when you do play, is there... Are you like the two? The, the no, there are still three: the Microsoft crowd, the PlayStation crowd, the Xbox crowd. Nintendo, yeah. Uh, the, yeah, Nintendo crowd. Um, 
do you have a preference? Do you have a preference of game? Like, uh, you know, uh, I know you better than our listeners. I can't see you playing a lot of sports games. You no. seem to me more like... A, Although like I a, did go through a weird period of Tiger Woods golf. Loved those Tiger Woods golf games. Okay, freshman year of college. Yeah, I, I tried <laughs> to fit in by that shit. I gotcha. I, I understand. I generally go Nintendo. I generally like an old platformer. Uh, I don't Mario know what pla- platform Like means. a Super Mario game where you're jumping onto different platforms. Oh, that's what platform means? I think so. Does it, it uh, officially mean side-scroller, too? Like yeah, oh, yeah, side-scroller. I'm definitely more into I know, okay. a 3D game, not as much, but like a, an old-school Super that, Metroid. Do you think that goes back to you said N64 was one of the few you didn't have? Yeah, I wasn't around for that crossover. I missed that one as so, well. I had yeah. the Sega and I think Xbox, so I skipped the middle section, and I still to this day I don't I don't do well with 3D games. I don't I'd like rather them. have a side scroller. Yeah. You know, it just is how how I how I was raised. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes, on video games or no on video games overall. Yes, not yourself, but the idea, the concept of video games. Yes, absolutely, yes. Really, why? Uh, they're fun. They're a lot of fun. They're a great distraction. I will say, Paul. I, Heroin can be fun. Heroin while driving can be fun, but we shouldn't do it. But I'd say these are way more harmless, and yet I will say I cannot sit down and play a game for like six hours. I find that a crazy time sink and time okay. waster. Right. And I have before. Okay. Depending on my health and what else right. is going on in my life at the time, I've, I've logged some time with even the massive multiplayer online games. What game have you spent the most amount of time on? Um, honestly, probably Lord of the Rings Online, which is like a big giant... Uh, now, if we're talking Lord of the Rings, you got my ear. It's like, like World of Warcraft, but it's Lord okay. of the Rings. Now, and World of Warcraft, you lost me again. I'm gone. It's the same Nerd type of stuff. Thing. It's not the same type. No, no, I, I mean played. the same gameplay. The same way of playing. You Is like, it? See, I played a Lord of the Rings, a game or two in college. It yeah. was not turn-based. Isn't World of Warcraft turn-based? Uh, yeah, yeah, but this is like a an MMO. Do you know what those are? That's what no. World of Warcraft is. It's a massive multiplayer online okay. role playing game. Right. So it's a big giant open world, and right. you're on quests and where virgins go up. online to converse with other virgins. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In 1973. Right. I mean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I've that through throughout the years. That's a game that I've played off and on okay. for probably more than ten years. Right. Way more off than on, as my uh, friend Jordan would be upset. <laughs> he's, he's like, hey, new expansion's been released. All right, I'm not playing it. Ah, oh, one I, of those people. Yeah. The new expansions, the, the downloadable material. I mean, God bless him. I'll, I'll get back on someday, but maybe my next kidney transplant. I can not get behind video games. I play them, so I am somewhat of a hypocrite here. Okay. I... I you know, uh, we are both community college professors, so we yeah. do have the summer off. This right. summer, uh, in my ritual in the morning, waking up before I start writing, I found uh, myself getting addicted to balloon tower monkey balloon defense. Oh, I balloon, balloon monkey defense. Yeah. yeah. I love that game. Man, like, oh, yeah. you know, these little tiny time things that, 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 that can take up an hour while you drink your coffee, while you smoke your cigarette, while you, while you check the news, whatever. I get that. Going more towards the six-hour plays, the the communities, the developing, the talking to each other. I'm gonna sound like an old man screaming at the at the sky, but I just think it it, it is negatively affecting the the interactions between people. I don't know. I I have 
I have no data to back this up or or anything, but I think that there's a time and place for them, and I think that yeah, I, I guess that my interactions with those types of games have been with people I know in real life. And so okay. in some ways it actually has served to water the foundation of our friendship in some ways. Interesting. You know? um, and See, now I put people, that, do you do, and I know the answer to one of these, so I think that will inform the second one. You probably have a group text with these people as well, right? And do you like G-chat with them and those oh, sort yes. of things? Oh, yeah, massive Something lines of communication. hardwired in my brain, Paul, I cannot stand talking through screens to groups of people. Put me in a room with my friends. I'll have the, the, the best time and put me in a room with strangers. Put me at a bar. Put me anywhere. But when I have to type things, I start second guessing. I start wondering. It just I can't stand any of it. Man, that is the major reason that my friends have stuck together. And I am alone, Paul. Yes, uh, I, mean, I, people, gonna... I have nobody because people want to. It's like ninety-five percent of the time. Let's set the table with GChat, and and then five percent of the time. All right, let's take that. Let's take this act on the road. Let's go out and do something. So 5% of the time, normal amount of people spend talking to their friend, or 95% of the way people communicate. Now I feel like I'm out. I feel like... And, I mean, these are friends of mine all over the country, all over the world. Right. You know, As we on the West Coast, in South America. Right. And this is the way that we stay together so that, you know, when we get together in person, and we do right. a couple of times a year, but it's not a moment has passed because we were just talking to them yesterday. And it, it definitely has its drawbacks because there's going to be infighting. There's going to okay. be misunderstandings. There's going to be alliances that break out. Right, you know? right, right. So let me ask you this hypothetical then. Are the positives of friends, groups of friends, people who already know each other, being yeah. able to, as you said, using your words, water the foundations of their friendship. Mixing my metaphors probably. Right. But, uh, is, is that worth it? Does that outweigh all the... You know, the the faggots and the, the racial slurs and the just 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 being terrible human beings to people you don't know. Our radio listeners should know he used quotes in the air around those words <laughs> to uh Yeah, I mean Especially racial slurs. <laughs> yes. I, I air quoted the fuck out of that. Um Is it is that so much of an epidemic? Like is that Oh Paul, absolutely. See, maybe I'm the one living under a rock. I mean, I get it. I know about that stuff. Like, yeah. I'm not about to jump on to, uh, what's it called, Call of Duty or something right. and be, you know, talking to a 12-year-old who wants to fuck my mother. Right. That's like, what I'm talking about. That's what that's, I'm talking about. I, is that, do you feel, you know, being that you see, uh, you know, people not too long after that in your professional setting, mm -hmm. do you feel that... There's some sort of negative impact to them in real life. Like, are they now walking around being like, fuck your mother or, you know, using racial slurs openly in public? Um, Do you feel like it, it emboldens them to be able to? Are you about to blame mass shootings on I video games? I think, I think, and I find this myself. The only way, you know, my favorite form of research is do it yourself and figure out how you felt about it and how it worked for you. One of the most difficult things about being a human 
is being kind, getting along with, holding a conversation, coming to some mutual agreement with a complete stranger. And I think the way our brains are worked, if if you're one of those people who plays that game eight to 10 hours a day, and 100% of your interactions with people you've never met are like that, your first instinct in in real world, that's where your brain's going to go, I would think. Now, I'm not going to say that that manifests in, hi, bartender, can I have a beer? And by the way, go fuck your mother. I'm going to say that manifests in not being able to, you know, get get a, a, a job done at work by, by cooperating with each hmm. other. And yet, don't they also have to learn cooperation in these team games online? You know, it's... I have no idea. I wonder what kind of studies are out there about online behavior and how it affects uh, real-world behavior. I mean, I would say, uh, you know, I was joking a minute ago, but from what I understand, study after study proves that video games don't cause someone to be more violent and they don't Yeah, and I'm not, I don't want to talk about that topic because I don't believe in that at all. Well, see, but I'm interested that you don't believe in that at all, but you think that their online interactions might have some connection to how they acted. Well, because a hundred percent of my days so far in this life, you know, 33 years old times 365, a lot of days, no one has ever put a sword or gun in my hand and said, figure out how to accomplish something by killing or destroying something. A hundred percent of my days, Paul, I have interacted with somebody I've never met before. Okay. So I think the whole it breeds violence thing is a dumb argument because we're never put in those positions. I think the average kid who spends more time playing those video games would make a better soldier than kids who had never played 40, 50 years ago maybe because they, they've structured their mind around those time kind of tasks and that sort of thing. Huh. And that is a, a combat scenario. Does that mean? Does that argument hold any water? I don't know. I don't know if I yeah. buy it. I okay. don't know if I, I think that there might still be. I'd be. I'd be more interested to find out. Are there studies out there that you know follow somebody's online interactions versus their real world interactions? Yeah. Do they? Are they able to relate to somebody? Because it just almost seems like. Uh, and I mean, this is a whole other. It's not just video games. We could talk about internet trolls on message boards. It seems like the oh, same God, type of yes. thing. Absolutely. So you know what? That Venn diagram is heavy in the sure. middle. Heavy in the middle. So how do these internet trolls act? And I think the 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 biggest outcome is that they don't act anything like that because they don't have a video uh, screen to hide behind. Okay. You know, although who knows in this day of the alt right and neo Nazi rallies. Uh, close to home, mm-hmm. that maybe there is some kind of connection. Maybe the trolls have become emboldened. Um, but uh, yeah, it's for smarter minds than us. Yeah, you know, I, I've got a couple numbers here for you. Okay, uh, which I find very interesting. And you know, a recurring theme here on Every Day I'm Different that that will most likely pop up there. There are aspects of every topic and every conversation I agree with. And there are aspects of every conversation and topic that I disagree with. You know, the life is fucking complicated like that. And something I can get behind is competitive video games in front of the camera, make them personalities, make them accountable for their actions. Just like athletes, just like doctors, just like, uh, politicians, people who are in front of cameras, 780 to about eight, 850 million, 
uh, in revenues last year from competitive gaming with a, a uh, projected two to four billion by 2020. Damn. People love watching competition, and I think competition breeds good things. And if you're held accountable and you're on video screen, you can't can't act like, you know, the trolls online. So I'm behind competitive. How do you feel about competitive video? Are you a kind of guy who likes to watch other people play? Can't stand it. Really? I could not be more bored by sitting down and watching somebody play video games. I remember the first time I met some of my current friends, Uh it was going over to somebody's place to watch them play like Mario Party or something. Okay. And I wasn't playing. I was watching. Fell right asleep. Right. No, can't do it. So you... Uh, I hope our listeners have seen. I know you have, Paul. the uh, The new Spider Man Homecoming movie that, yeah. that came out uh, recently. Yeah, you don't like being the and I forget his buddy's name, Greg, off the top of my oh, head. Oh so, yeah, you know the uh, the, I know the, the chubbier about. like he uh, wanted to be the man behind the screen, Polynesian or guy or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. guy. What do you say? The guy on the all the screens on the swivel chair. Right. You don't want to be the right-hand man, the one giving out information. I kind of like that occasionally. Um, I mean, if I were actually actively helping and giving out information, but yeah. – uh, and I have done that sometimes, but most of the time, no. It's Ned. Okay. His name. Ned, right. Um, right. Most of the time, you're just sitting there watching. They, they're taking care of it themselves. They don't need help. So – uh, yeah, if you're playing a game like Mario Party, maybe. What no. I'm talking about more is like I remember in college, you know, a good friend of mine, Brandon, he would play the 3D Zelda games. Okay. And as I've expressed before, I'm terrible with 3D games. I'm bad at them. But I love fantasy and I love riddles and I love strategy and I love figuring out shit. So I would help him with that aspect while he did all the horse riding and the, you know. I did that too sometimes. Like, uh, that. like Silent Hill when there's okay. a puzzle to be solved. Right. That can be kind of fun. Yeah, and I'm then down. another thing I may have told you about before I had some friends in grad school who apparently they uh, enjoyed playing strip video games. Um, okay. And this was a mostly male group. Okay. I was informed that it was not at all sexual, it was more about humiliation if you lost. But they would play video games and uh, strip, strip video games. So, so I mean, I might be in the the that. humiliation beyond. Yeah, having to play video games, strip video games with all dudes, all your buddies. Right. Okay. And these were not gay guys. Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay. I didn't know most of them, so. Gotcha. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. By interesting, I'm secretly saying that is something I would never like to do. <laughs> that sounds terrible. But on the record, I'm also against strip poker. Well, you know, I guess if it gets you laid, it gets you laid. But I don't get the humiliation part. No, not something I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to our second topic, are there any uh, recent video games, anything you, you want to uh, exalt or talk shit on you know anything you like in or anything you play that that's been getting a lot of hype and you don't don't i mean i'm so far out of it if i were to mention something it'd be like a two three year old game i you know i like to think our our listeners are the type of people who you know are similar to us and might be going back and playing stuff like that i am into those type of games where you have to make a like a split second reaction um, like there was one that was big, probably like Mike Tyson, Tyson Punch Out. <laughs> sure, there's one like eight or nine years ago called Hard Rain, where you're great playing, movie, great movie by the way. You're playing as a as four characters when a young boy has been abducted and there's a serial killer on the loose. I saw that on Netflix. To, True crime to find them, and you 
you do actions by having to hit like the square button real quick or right. the circle button real quick. And if you don't do it in time, then yeah. the story branches off in another direction. Yeah, gotcha. So those are kind of fun. There's one right now. I can't remember what it's called, but it's on PS4. Okay. Yeah, and right. It's I, a, Paul, I love you. That sounds terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, so, uh, no, I'm so interested. Now I want to talk about this topic for an hour, hour more now. Sure. What, what about that? Are you turning your brain off when you do that? Are you paying attention to the story? Are you like reading a novel and then occasionally tapping a button? It's what? the one kind of uh, narrative device that seems to work on me in video games. Normally, I can't play for more than like half an hour or yeah. something, so I need a quick shooter or okay. a, a side scroller or right. whatever. But I've been told they're called platformers. Platforms, okay. yes. <laughs> but if it's a uh, a decent story, like I wanted to find out who the killer was, right? And Best story you've ever heard on a video game. Go. Maybe this one. There's not a lot out there. What was the name of it again? Uh, Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. Hard Rain. No, I think it's Heavy Rain. Heavy Rain. Okay. Um, But like you'd be in a hallway and someone would attack you. And if you didn't hit the square button, then you got hit. And the story went in a different direction. Or if you hit the square button in time, you blocked. And the story went in a different direction. And so So, it's not so much choose your own adventure as as it is like lose your own adventure. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. I like that. We should coin that. There you go. Lose your own adventure. (laughs) Uh, I recently tried uh, Assassin's Creed, a video... Uh, Could never no, get into those. Assassin's Creed Pirates. I don't really know what it's called. I know I'm a pirate in it. Uh, it's one of those games that I affectionately think of as, damn, that's beautiful. Damn, that seems cool. Yeah. That is way too complex for me to ever get involved in. A couple years ago, uh, a buddy of ours lent me his PS3 or 4, and I tried that... Uh, Elder Scrolls game where you okay. fight dragons and it's a whole magical fantasy concept. Yeah. Fantasy is my favorite. I love it. I tried it. I was so stressed out. I played about four hours and quit. Gave up. And Assassin's <laughs> Creed, I found very much like that. I love uh, old naval battles. I love the old wooden ships. I love the pirate life. It seems very cool. It seems like a great game. But when I'm playing it, I get so bored and the story doesn't do it for me. That's it's why just, I've never gotten into those games. Yeah. You know, there needs to be – I used to be huge into those Metal Gear Solid games. Yeah. Where like tactical espionage, you're trying to sneak through shit. Right. But then yeah. eventually the game started having like half-hour long cutscenes. Yeah. And the story I just didn't care about. So I'm, I'm – But I'm, I've been told a lot of people like that. That's what they yeah. like most about it. And hey, know? that's fine. All right. Before we move on, I've got something I want to try out on you. I have not told you about it. Okay. This is a new thing I'm calling Kill It or Keep It. Okay. Okay? You have the power to get rid of all video games on Earth or keep them, provided you must partake two hours a day every day for the rest of your life. Could, are video games worth saving to you if you have to play them two hours a day for the rest of your life? I don't want to come off as the martyr here, but I, I just feel like if I took away video games from everybody on <laughs> Earth... Nobody would know. Just, no, you wouldn't, they would not yeah. know it was you, Paul. Um, I could do it, or I could get rid of them. I'd be totally fine. I could lose them from my life. My man, and pots and pans. I, I like it. I would be okay. Yeah. I. Are you... There's not a little there's not like a little joker piece of you in the back that would snicker. Oh, and whenever like you heard some nerd like, "Man, I miss Fortnite." <laughs> <laughs> that was me, bitch. Um, 
I'm sure you would have a little schadenfreude uh, yeah. about, uh, oh, that's right, that was me, you'll never know, I took away your life. <laughs> but, now wait a second, like, could, like, Bloom's Tower Defense or, like, Words with Friends No, all count? gone. All, those no, are so, all gone. But those are the ones I'd have to play for two hours? Um, like, I could probably video squeeze game. in. Any video game. I could squeeze in two hours of Boggle Tri- online. Trivia does not or, count. Trivia does not count. Yeah. Even if it's on a video game. Because but, like, Words with Friends, like, the dumb, you know, <sighs> smartphone games. I don't know. We're getting into the the real the real nitty gritty here. I, See, I feel like on a technicality, I could play yeah. those for two hours because and those save those, the world. You can take time off when your friends are making their words or, or somebody's answering another trivia question. You're not playing. You know. Yeah. It's like uh, I can't remember the word for it, but like you're you're halfway engaged. And that's pretty much it. I would do it in a second. I, I, there's no way I could play <laughs> two hours of video games. There's no chance. So. I mean, if you said you got to play two hours of Call of Duty each night yeah. or Madden or something, right. like, oof, I got stuff to do, right. man. Right, but I mean, like, even, two hours is a long time. Even th- think five years every day, words with friends. You don't think you're going to get tired of words with friends? Oh, I'd get tired of it. Yeah. Like, I, you know, yeah. I just feel like if you're saying two hours, those kind of games, I could play like two minutes here, two minutes there. Yeah, that's true. Unless you're making it, it's got to be a solid two hour block. Ooh, I like that. Solid two hour block every we day. We all like solid two hour yeah. blocks. <laughs> um, so that was my topic video games. Okay. Uh, I think we got into it pretty well. What about you, Paul? So my topic is uh, jobs okay. and bullshit jobs in particular. Um, Do us a favor and explain what that means. Cause... So this was an article I read a few months ago okay. about um, about the preponderance preponderance the too many of mm-hmm. what ubiquity the New Yorker uh, was where this article was. The New Yorker was calling bullshit jobs, okay. which are not shitty jobs, but. Jobs that don't necessarily have a purpose. They might be well-paying. They might actually have a reason, but do they have 40 hours a week worth of a reason to exist? The first thing that pops into my mind, Yeah. Uh, I consider myself an average average person, so uh, maybe our listeners are, are thinking the same thing, Paul. Middle management. Maybe. Is what um, pops into my mind. What pops into my mind, because I have no idea what the fuck they do, contractors. Like, I don't mean... Oh, excuse me. Consultant. <laughs> it's like contractors, uh-huh. they do a lot. Uh, I was, yeah. Consultant. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Like, if you're like, I'm a consultant. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I, it just sounds like there's a lot of nothing going on. So what this article started with, basically, was that there's oh, this Paul. famous essay got, oh, okay. about, a, about uh, well, almost 100 years ago, 1928. John Maynard Keynes, okay. the, uh, the economist. From the Keynes Foundation, right? right? Yes. Um, he wrote this article that he figured that 100 years from then, mm-hmm. uh, technology would, have pr- would advance to the point that we wouldn't need to be working the hours that we worked. And in fact, we might actually try to work a couple hours a week just to stave off boredom because of all the leisure time that we'd have. Okay. And the thing is, that hasn't happened. Even though the technology has advanced to crazy levels, mm-hmm. there are jobs out there that what do they do? Uh, there's and, and a lot of times there's a whole lot of nothing. This article went through and talked about how, you know, I'm sure you know friends of yours who spend probably hours a day at their jobs on Amazon. G-chat. Or, yeah, on G-chat. <laughs> maybe even on Netflix yeah. because they just don't right, yeah. have something they, yeah. quote, have to be doing. And let's not be specifically Amerocentric right now. Yeah. If we look at the trends in Asian countries, too... That guy, Keen's essay, becomes really moot because they're working 70, 80-hour weeks sometimes. And why? You know, why? You know, I have a friend who uh, he's worked a couple of different government jobs in the last 10 years, and we always uh, joke with him because 
he usually keeps the craziest hours. He will go into work like a Friday night at 11 o'clock and uh, he'll work overnight and he'll do that again on Saturday. But that's just so because he just doesn't want to show up the normal times. He recently got right. a job where they were coming down on him and saying, no, yeah. you got to show up nine to five. And mm-hmm. he's, he's asking why, yeah. what's the point of it? There really is not a good reason for it. Yeah. And if I'm getting the work done, if I'm getting the assignments yeah. done, why do I have to show up these hours? Why do I have to work these hours? I, uh, to get off point just a little bit, Yeah. I, and this is the basis of this show, man, I have a hard time with that argument. Which but at, the argument of, you know, why am I here from nine to five asking your boss like that? And again, it's going to make me kind of sound like an old grumpy man here is. And again, see, this is why I flip flop back and forth. It's never going to change unless people like that stand up. But at the same time, and I think recently you're going to know what I'm referring to here. We recently had a coworker, a couple coworkers who were very much like. Why am I here from nine to five only with professional attire? Yeah, I get it. I get it. If it was up to me, I'd wear jeans and a t-shirt every day to work. And that would be very nice. And there's really no reason for dress up except for social construct. But at the same time, aren't you just fucking glad you have a job a little bit in this day and age? And it's showing up from nine to five to get a paycheck, even if you're phoning it in worth the the stigma you'll get from being the person who complains about it in this day. I kind of feel there's a slightly different argument there. Like that, I, I, I feel that it's a bullshit argument too about why do I have to wear a shirt and tie? Yeah. Why, do, why can't I wear But you also sound like a bitch when you do it. I, really get, I, I really get that you can make an argument. Just know you're going to sound like a big, well, I fat feel like bitch when you do it. It's not just a, that's what you do, social construct. I would say that as teachers, mm-hmm. it is slightly helpful that there's at least some kind of uniform to perhaps differentiate you from the student, especially the age level that we teach. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more of a, vi- it can be a, vi- I don't know if that's a strong argument. Some people will probably say that's bullshit. Yeah, but it is an argument. But I get that. That does make sense. Right, that, right, right. You know, if you walk in wearing And you can find that shorts, in, you can find that in the army, you know, the different yeah. pins, the different sure. stuff. It's a way to stand out for, well, It's yeah. our uniform, yeah, you know, exactly. uh, for lack of a better word. Right. And honestly, yeah, get yeah. over yourself. Yeah. You but know. is it almost uniform synonymous with, with like, work day you know like yeah. I have to put on my uniform to go into my work day for these hours sure yeah so you know I, I'm curious did you ever follow up with that friend did his bosses give him shit like what? oh yeah and he still tries to skirt around it uh-huh. because he uh, he pursues uh, music yeah. in his after hours he travels all over the place right and with the jo- type of job he has, you just need an internet connection. Yeah. You know? And so I, I'm more into his corner that in this day and age, why do you have to show up at an office from 9 to 5 unless there's something specific you have to be in person for yeah. uh, for certain types of jobs? Right. And, uh, and I don't know everything that he does, so I can't speak on whether his is more bullshitty or yeah. not. Right. Like, does he have a lot of bullshit? Because my reaction when reading this article at the time was kind of a crisis of my own career mm-hmm. and wondering uh, – because what the really article gets into is that these bullshit jobs have bred – uh, a lack of purpose and a lack of satisfaction among employees around the world mm-hmm. because they they know they're not doing anything right and you know we we, we need things to keep us busy mm-hmm. you know, there's all kinds of statistics about people who work their entire lives they retire when they're 85 they die the next week right because getting up and going to whatever job it was you know mm-hmm. they, they had a purpose right they need and we need that yeah and so I really was examining my profession and talking about 
thinking to myself, do I feel like I'm fulfilling a purpose? Do I, you know, am I just checking a box? Am I just giving bullshit work or doing bullshit work? And, Mm -hmm. you know, it, 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 it struck me for a minute about why we teach the way that we teach, because Mm -hmm. surely you got to think our education system is stuck in the 19th century, just about not just the 20th century. And Things are changing rapidly. We have to change the way we do things, but have we changed them and are we doing enough to be fulfilling, you know? And that's a whole other discussion about the future of education, how cell phones are going to be, you know, contact lenses you put in your eyes. And uh, so why are we going to ask kids to memorize information? Why are we going to teach the way that we've taught for 100 years? But that's a, that's a different discussion. That is but a different discussion. Let's, let's stay on jobs yeah. because... I don't know. I, I'm not a big proponent of jobs. You know, I, I am one of those people, the exact opposite of the kind of man you described. If, if, you know, I had enough money to retire tomorrow, I would. And Mm I, but I'm a very, you know, even though it doesn't mean much in these, this day and age, a very artistic minded person seems like everybody is or, or fancies themselves that way. So I, I can, I just, I find it hard that anybody who has a job, lucky enough nowadays to have a job, you know, that, that pays a salary, a salary job that you can support yourself on, you, you've got to be smart enough about yourself somewhat, about life. Like, I'm an artistic person, so if I have lots of free times, I can find something to do. I draw like shit, maybe, but I enjoy it a little bit. Maybe I'll make myself a better drawer. I write, I'll write something. But even if you're a math-minded person, let's say you're not happy with your job and you want direct results, you're still getting the paycheck from your salary. So why don't you go work eight hours at, at you know uh, at Geico where you're typing in code form or something, or go be a waiter or waitress where you're like, all right, well, I'm working for twenty percent. I'm doing just this. Not to flash back to our our last uh, topic, but it almost seems like a video game to me. It's like, yeah. you know, I've got this extra time. I need to kill a few. I might as well go make a couple dollars, you know, uh, slinging burgers to people. We just have options, you know. I, so I can't – the, the, the one phrase from you that I'm obviously really sticking on is that people felt hopeless or didn't know – I forget your exact wording, you know, without purpose because their job. I think if you attach your purpose or your meaning or your existence of your life to your job, that is a dangerous, dumb hole to start going down. I would say I agree with exceptions. I think that, like, I I did soul search and I feel like I get a lot of purpose out of my job. No, I'm not saying you can't. Sure. Or you shouldn't. Yeah. But if you're letting your job get you down, just think of it like... Your boss is essentially in charge of you at your job. So you're putting your happiness and your life in the hands of somebody else, somebody who's got power and control over you. That seems so stupid to me. So you're saying they should use those jobs to seek other fulfillment, perhaps? uh, Whatever. If If you're happy with your family, but you just have too much time on your hands, go get a bullshit job where you can waste time doing work that has immediate results. If you, but these don't have results, though. That's the thing. You know, you might be like a, a, I don't know, a technical writer that your writing never even saves the light of day. Uh Um, So that one thing this article brought up right at the end is how unusual it is, uh, according to them, for Mm -hmm. workers to use their bullshit jobs as fronts for more rewarding work. They bring up a couple of examples of authors. George Saunders, if you know who he is. No, I do not. They both wrote... 
some pretty big stuff uh, while doing uh, other work, you know, but while doing bullshit jobs. Yeah. But and like I said, my buddy, uh-huh. you know, one of the reasons he wants to not have a schedule like this is he wants to pursue musical opportunities when he can. Right. But it's pretty rare and maybe we need to explore why it's rare. Do people, once they've worked their 40 hour a week bullshit job, they're too tired to sit right. down and write? I mean, like, yeah. like, do you think you'd have the writing output you had if you didn't have these summer breaks? Paul, I'm trying to better myself as a human being, yeah. but I will I will lay into your question right now. Okay. In the five years I've been writing my book, I have not written one page while we have while while college is in session. session. Yes. Yeah. Zero. It's and and I get that. I yeah. do. Um, so for you, your job affords luckily affords you that opportunity to pursue this exactly but if you had another bullshit job Mm -hmm. or uh, you know a job that was not what you know you was not your purpose in life right you know Um, well if I have time to watch Netflix or or whatever the other thing we said was shopping on Amazon shopping on Amazon uh, two things swear to God I have never done on the job (laughs) uh if you have time to do that and you want to pursue other things, why wouldn't you be pursuing those things while on the clock at your job instead of Netflixing and Amazoning? Well, and that comes to a deeper human question, perhaps. Why uh-huh. do we not do the things we want to do? Are we afraid to do them or are we just lazy? We're too lazy to do Ooh, them. Yeah, let's, let's not get into that. That's, yeah. a, that's a big one. Last thing I wanted to bring up, and, I, and this is kind of off topic now. It was really in the, in the, uh, in the basket when you were talking about it, but... Doesn't it seem kind of counterproductive to your friend and anybody else who's bringing this up? Why would you bring up that you are there being paid for stuff that doesn't need to be done? That sounds like an icy slope to me. You're talking yourself out of a job, aren't you? With my friend I mean, in you particular. may your friend may say, maybe he goes home and looks at himself in the mirror and says, I'm a martyr, I'm sticking up for, <laughs> and I'm trying to make the whole economy and the entire way the world works better. I hope your friend really does say that to himself. But maybe you're saying that, maybe that's why you're doing it. But come on, if you aren't if if you're not the voice that's gonna change the world, dude, break it down to A's and B's. You are talking yourself out of a job. Um, if he did that, he might be talking everybody out of a job. Exactly, I mean, the system is such. And again, I, I can't the speak other, to my friend. But the others, he, he well, might may have quite a lot of yeah. very important stuff that he does. Right. But um, and you know, I've got friends who work in computer security. Friends right. who um, who do you know more. Uh, I would say more hands-on yeah. things like wine delivery. Right. You know that it, yeah. there is actually a, a physical. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. It seems to me like these problems, that problem, is really about white-collar work. Oh, yeah. I don't it hear a lot of blue-collar blue people oh, no, talking absolutely, like that. Absolutely. You know? It does say that the one field that the author could talk about the most was academia because they knew it the most. Right. And it's had as much of a staffing explosion in the last you yeah. know, 100 years as anybody, and yet the work has not seemed to be scaled up anymore. It just is, what are people doing? And the question is kind of, well, maybe nobody really knows. You know, maybe there is. They're scheduling. I I kind of think of there's an episode of Parks and Rec where uh, they were having to combine the offices of the neighboring town, Eagleton, and Pawnee, and Aziz Ansari's character, um, his counterpart was just a computer program. And he's like, oh, oh uh, that's right. Because yeah. all it did was, oh, you have a human still mm-hmm. scheduling people? Mm-hmm. You still, uh, so... 
yeah, maybe these you'd be talking everybody out of a job, so it's okay to maybe complain about it. <laughs> See, I was, yeah, the comparison I would make to that would be, you know, we are in education. There are college professors all across the world who do drugs and party and even occasionally, you know, maybe take a drink on the job, you know, sure. if they're having a tough week. And I think most administration knows that. Yeah. But it's the ones that wag it under their nose. They're forced to do something about it. It reminds me Maybe. of it reminds me of the great quote, and I don't know this actor's name, I bet you do, from Hoosiers. There are two kinds of crazy in this world. The guy who gets butt naked goes out on the lawn and howls at the moon. And then the guy who does the same thing in your living room. One you're kind of forced to do something about. Yeah. You know? Like yeah. it, it, Maybe the boss does know that the 40 positions they have are all bullshit, but the guy above them is but saying if, we need these four and, and positions. And again, it's not that the, the, the position isn't needed for something, mm-hmm. and you, you can't – it's not like you could even consolidate these two positions. It's just not a 40-hour, 9-to-5. So what if there became right, so what a if revolution? What if there were a revolution of yeah. all these bullshit jobs all of a sudden became you know telework – yeah. You still get paid the same amount. See, that's crazy. You can't have that. Though. Why not? If the output is the same, then what would the difference be? I got a D minus in micro or macro. You can <laughs> yeah, I have no when idea I was, what I'm talking about here, by the way. You just blew my mind. Yeah, you're right. right. It's, if, it's about if output. If Keynes 100 right, years yeah. ago said, like, we're going to have to still work just to keep ourselves from being bored from all the leisure time that technology will afford us. Right. You know, then what – what is it that – and we see all kinds of jobs have disappeared. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's the same kind of thing he was thinking of necessarily um, and and maybe it was. Maybe he realized that when those jobs disappeared, we would support those people somehow. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And that gets into huge questions about should there be some sort of standard – Wage uh, right. that everybody receives and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so you know your friend better than I do. So yeah. let's, let me throw out a hypothetical. Okay. Then, all right? Your friend says this to your, your uh, boss, right? Um, the way the world works now, let's say he treated that situation in the parameters that fit the, the, the way economics and the job system work now. In yeah. that he says, you know, you're right. I think the amount of t- you can do you can do all the output you do in 20 hours. You're logging 20 hours a week, so we're cutting your pay in half. That's the way it would work now, right? Uh, yeah. It's an hourly thing. Yeah. Well, what what jobs don't break it down in contract form to hours? Oh, I mean, salaried jobs, our positions. We we're yeah, salaried, we're, right? But it's broken down to hours in the class, hours we teach. Um, there's a we have a certain number of hours that are in our contract, but we're not right. paid hourly. To me, those are kind of the same thing. I guess, but you know, like, it's it's do, a do breakdown we... according to hours. Now leave the the product out of it, okay? Because we're not using logic; we're using the way the world actually works. Okay. They say twenty hours. You can get the same amount of output done. You're right in this system. Yeah. You're 20 hours less. That is half of 40. We're taking half of your salary. Okay. Okay. In theory, your friend should be not happy because he's making less money, but now he's afforded more time to become a musician. Okay. Yeah, but now he's Let's say less that, money, right. so he can't afford to be a musician because he has to take a second job. Right. Yeah. 
I mean, so, I, don't, I don't know what the world is that Keynes, you know, predicted. Yeah. Um, or, pro- how would people make their money, you know? I, I don't hate the idea. Yeah. It's just in our world. I guess my biggest thing is I, your friend is a dummy to me. I can't believe he said this to his boss. But that comes from a man who is habitually terrified of bosses. I, I'm i like, I'd, I'd pee my pants and my tail would go between my leg if I was a canine and I saw a, I mean, a for boss. years he's been doing this. It's It's been more, he's worked for bosses who were less traditional and if he was getting his work done, um, I, I have no idea what the situation is with logging hours. Uh-huh. That may not be a thing. It may just be if you submit a certain you know project right. on time or something, then uh-huh. that's all it is. And that may be all it is. Okay. You know, because like I, I have a buddy who um, he works with a sort of like an accounting firm that works with a law firm, uh-huh. and at certain times of year he'll be working like twenty hour days. Yeah, he'll he'll camp at his office overnight. Right, um, and it's it's not. Would you because say he's a he, happy individual for working that amount, or is no, it taking no, it's a awful, toll? It's awful, it awful, but it's not because he's got to get a certain hour amount in. I think that when it comes to salaried employees, you know, I don't think that you are necessarily logging in, logging off. Oh, it's not like that, no. Yeah. But the way they base everything is based on time. I think I don't know that my friend was saying, "Hey, I don't want to work." 40 hours a week. It was more, I don't want to be here from 9 to 5. I could do this same work oh, okay. from 10 well, to Well, that's a completely whatever. different argument. I completely yeah. support that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... Sorry to yeah, mislead you for the last half hour. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm down with that. Um, let's end this with connecting the two uh, topics we did. I have, I'm going to go all the way back to your very first opening statement about bullshit jobs. Consultants, you're not sure what they do. I have no idea. I, I have this there thing... Be? Could there be? I'm going to guess consultants are a newer thing, right? Like sure. 40, 50 years ago, consultants were not a thing. I can't imagine. Is this because the youths are so bad at communicating and getting jobs done together? They need somebody in charge of making sure the synergy is working between people. Paul, is that it? It might be. It might, it be. might also just be that I don't understand <laughs> jobs. Like if you're not, if you're not a firefighter or mm-hmm. an astronaut or yeah. a nurse, I can't describe what you do. Like, yeah. it has to be something that when you were in kindergarten, somebody said, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a teacher. I want to right. be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer. If uh-huh. you're not one of those things, I have no idea what you do. Right. If you're like, um, I'm an attache with the Office of Housing Development. What? I don't know what that... What do you do with your day? Isn't an attache a carrying case? I Yes. <laughs> okay. So that is a rough job. That man. is a and tough job. A piece of I was furniture. thinking more like... like uh, market analysis director sure. for blah blah blah. That sounds like you you look at graphs for forty minutes. I have good friends who I have no idea what they do yeah. because they're not. Have you asked them to explain? Sure. And what do they say? What it comes out of their mouth? Blah 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 blah. Nurse. Blah blah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I'm not a nurse. I'm a consultant with a cancer. What? No. Yeah. I'm sorry. You are a, a nurse, and please look at this rash. Sounds like they're. They're hucking Humera and boner pills, selling them to hospitals. Man, I wish. Right? Remember that used to be like a big job pill. 5, 10, 15 years oh, ago. Pharma gals. Oh, pharma gals. Yeah. 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 Uh, Paul, any last comments for our listeners? Don't take bullshit jobs. They will wreck your humanity. And don't play video games, people. You'll be fat, terrible losers. I'm Van Kelly. For Paul Patrick, this is Every Day I'm Different. Thanks, guys. See ya.